What's going on, everybody? It's Will with another episode of Come Hell, Come Fire. And uh, tonight, man, I'm honored to have uh, a guest on the show, Fuzz Freaks Anonymous. Uh, we got one half of of them. And uh, I'd like to just introduce you guys. And, and uh, these dudes I met on Instagram, they they have killer killer gear all the time, man. And they're just into fuzz and doom and and uh, we just kind of clicked on there, and uh, I just want to let everybody know what they're about. What's going on, man? Oh, no. Uh, quiet Sunday around the homestead for the most part. Right on. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, let, let's uh, give the listeners a little bit of rundown of what you guys are about, man. Like, like I said, you guys got the Instagram page, and you always got uh, – I'm just – Killer gear posted up there, man, and, and nice tasty riffs with a lot of fuzz. Because it's even another guy. So, what's uh, what's the backstory? So the deal is, uh, me and the other half, we met on uh, on Instagram like about three years ago, and. I took a, an extended break from playing music like altogether for about five years. So I was kind of getting back into things again. And um, he was in the process of ordering a mad amp and I was waiting on a custom build from Blackhawk amps and we just became friends. And uh, the gear page on Instagram kind of came around just due to uh, us really annoying the ever living dog shit out of everybody that we know with gear pictures. <laughs> so uh hey man there ain't nothing wrong with that i enjoy him well i mean we, we reckoned everybody else would just not our friends and family <laughs> <laughs> right on so so i mean you're obviously i mean the name says says a lot man you know fuzz freaks uh you know i i personally am a huge doom and sludge and stoner metal fan you know mm-hmm. Um, and so much fuzz going on and, and all of it for the most part. I mean, some of it not, I guess, but, uh, just that tone alone, man, really, uh, does it for me. I mean, what's, what's it do for you? I mean, why, why the big muff and, you know, things like that, just what you're into. Uh, so, uh, fuzz of choice for me, uh, that would happen to be a big muff. I mean, a big muff of any variety. It doesn't matter what spin it is. I mean, you know, there's a million boutique makers that are out there that are making killer product. Um, my personal favorite out of, uh, shit, I think I've got about 40 or 50 fuzz pedals. Uh, it's the, the Black Russian that, that Electro Harmonics did. Nice, nice. Yeah, I don't know if I'm real familiar with that one, as well as just some of the some of the you know more brand name ones and whatnot. But um, you know, just that that tone alone, man, just just mm-hmm. killer. <clears throat> I don't, I I definitely get off on it. And uh, you know, we were talking, and which is, hey, man, it's good to talk to you, and actually not through uh, any kind of text. Right. So <laughs> appreciate you coming. Hey, on no the problem. Show. We're on. Yeah, giving us yeah, some we time. Were- but uh, we were talking guitars and stuff man and and uh, you sent me some pictures and earlier today you sent me a picture of a uh 81 gibson oh yeah one and uh it's like old jimmy bowers man how'd you acquire that uh so um i was about 14 or 15 years old and i started bugging my dad to, to get me a guitar and um 
picking back up with the answer. Uh, so that 81 uh, Gibson, my dad took me into a music store that was, I forget the name of the place, was like North Dallas. Um, just a little foreshadowing, I'm Southern. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you. Now, hey, just to clear it up, man, you're out in Arizona, right? At, at present, yes. Yeah, okay, right on. But um, I'm originally I'm from uh, Avoyles Parish in Louisiana. Nice, right on. Yeah, shitty place, dude. But anyway, <laughs> uh, my dad relocated to North Texas uh, for a spell, and we would go drive to Dallas to go to the VA clinic for him uh, every so often. So I kept bugging him, take me into this music store, and she was just hanging up there, new old stock. Nobody had ever bought it. It had been hanging on the shelves since 1981. Wow. So, uh, what a find. Yeah. So I'm the first owner, and I've had it for about 25 years. But Jimmy Bauer, uh, huge influence, man. Huge influence. Yeah. No, same here, man. Same here. I uh, on, on, on all levels, man. I mean, uh, from I Hate God to, to Down to Super Joint Ritual, you know what I mean? Even, even his groove on drums and Down, man, really – when I'm writing, man, when I'm writing riffs, you know, I down's a huge influence on me. And just, you know, hearing some of the grooves that come from him, man, really uh, inspire me to write. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm, I'm with you on the Jimmy Bauer, man. Big fan. And, you know, he, he's definitely a, a clear example of less is more when it comes to writing. You don't have to yeah. have a million notes in there in order for it to kick ass. I, I agree with you 100%, man. I mean, I... No, I range. I, I like uh, a lot of technical death metal. Um, I got some friends that play in some tech death bands and stuff, man. And I love all that stuff. Um, but heart and soul, man, I'm, I'm doomed sludge stoner metal, man. Um, big high on fire fan. Um, so yeah. So, so the 81 man, which is a killer story. I mean, you just come across that thing that's just been hanging there. Like, yeah. it, you know, it, who doesn't, who doesn't come across that and as long as it had been there and be like, Hey, this is guitar school, man. So it sounds like you got lucky on that. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can say that the only battle scar she really has is like a couple of small nicks on the headstock and just some honest fret wear. Like, I think I'm down to about 50% of fret life left on that fucker. <laughs> well, man, 25 years worth of use, you know, I yeah. mean, it is what it is, but I mean, it's still, almost a relic man at this point you know you got uh you got a hell of a guitar there um i got an 80 sunburst uh silver burst sorry i have an 82 silver burst same same model see that's i mean that's killer man uh what else we were talking you got a couple firebirds yeah 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 i got some firebirds uh yeah man i'm a big fan of those too i got about 26 guitars in total uh, oh really really yeah it's 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 a problem <laughs> <laughs> well hey you know you never have too many they always tell me you know oh, well you can only play one at a time well you know maybe that's true but i gotta have all these different tunings yeah. i gotta be able to pick if i want to learn anything from a damn motley cruise song to a high on fire song or a down song i gotta have the guitars for it that's what i always try to tell them yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the band I play in, we tune to B standard. So I keep my Firebirds and I also have a 1978 Kramer. Uh, I keep all uh, pretty much all of those tuned to B standard because that's what I play out with. Yeah, uh, nice, man. That's a uh, matter of fact, the band that um, I previously played in, that's exactly what we played in. 
um, influenced by Down, man. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of things come from for me as I'm a huge uh, Kurt Pepper fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had the privilege of uh, sitting with Pepper on, on many a night when I lived uh, brief, I wouldn't say briefly in New Orleans. I lived there for, for a few years, but I would go into his bar um, and, and just sit there and drink Lone Star after Lone Star after Lone Star, just listening to the guy. <laughs> I, uh, I've met him a few times, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I've heard about the bar. I, um, I would love to visit there someday. I just seen him New Year's Eve at Black Label Society in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, I saw a picture and, uh, on your Instagram, man. That looked like a hoot. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was a good time. Uh, good show. I hate God was there. I got, got to meet Jimmy. Got to meet uh, Mike Williams and Pepper and Woody that night. So um, it was cool, man. They were all super nice guys. Uh, so as far as uh, amps go, uh-huh. I mean, sound like you're rolling with uh, with some pretty good stuff, man. What's what's up with why why this why what you got? Well, um, at heart, I've always been a Marshall guy, and right. a few years ago, um, I got the amp bug. Uh, you know, I mean, you can only have so many guitars, I guess, or so many effects pedals or really spurred it on. Um, I made the acquaintance of uh, Brooks Blackhawk uh, from Blackhawk Amps and yeah. uh, just got to be, you know, palling around with the guy, basically. And um, he had a PVVTM uh, 120 for sale uh, for, for our listeners <laughs> here who don't know what that is. That was PV's version of the JCM 900. Yeah, uh, yep, correct. And she's a bruiser, and I mean, it'll run like four cabinets off of one head if if you got the right ones. Uh, nice. And then from there, uh, I got a Christmas bonus at work. Uh, I ended up picking up uh, my very first Mesa Boogie, which was uh, the 50-watt single wreck. And it kind of snowballed from there. Next thing you know, I'm like shelling out $1,800 to, to Brooks <laughs> to get a custom head, you know? And Yeah, yeah I'd like to hear that. It's a sickness to some people, but to other people, it's like, dang, bro, you got a collection yeah. going on there. Absolutely, man. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, man. You know, uh, a buddy of mine's got a Splon, and uh, oh yeah, those are great amps, man. They are, man. I mean, his tone, his tone is super sick all the way around. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see, I got some things wrote down here, man. Uh, yeah. So you got, well, you got a Randall. Um, I have Randall. Yeah, actually I do. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I got one of the, uh, the century heads, the, the carpeted jobbies that Dimebag played briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, Dimebag really turned, turned a lot of people onto Randall. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a old Kurt. They're really solid, solid amps, man. Um, and they get kind of a bad rap. Uh, I don't because the majority of what they were doing for like the longest time was solid state. Uh, there's not yeah, and you used to be able to, no there's not and you used to be able to get randalls fairly on the cheap and uh i think they've kind of made a resurgence you know throughout our scene and stuff so i've seen the price go up on them a little bit um i think they're gray heads man they've always sounded good um some of my favorites have used them yeah i mean like george lynch was was tuned into him back in the day and i'm not a docking fan but i got respect um, for george lynch you know absolutely uh, hard not to Exactly. I mean, the guy's a legend. Um, right. But uh, he, he reputedly got Dime turned on to Randall. I don't know what Dime was using before Randall, but whatever. Uh, no, I don't. I'm not real for sure what he was using. 
I mean, I could have sworn it, it's been since like, you know, he was like, you know, knee high to a doorstop. I mean, as soon as he started playing guitar, I reckon the guy was using Randall, I guess. That's the, questions, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems to be as that you've always seen dime with Randall. I mean, he was kind of, you know, same thing with the deans, man. I mean, he won his first Dean and then it was like, that's all you ever seen the dude with, you know, was, was the MLs and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that foray with, with Washburn, and yeah yeah you're right i mean i guess yeah you're right um yeah yeah <laughs> i guess i forgot about washburn Speaking i mean I'm, dying, man. I'm privileged enough to live in the same city as tony crank um i have yet to go down to his shop however i mean that that's that's got to be one one hell of a guy to sit and talk to and, and get dime bag stories from so i heard dime spent a lot of time in his shop yeah i've seen a few videos you know here and there of, of dime in the shop man setting off car alarms <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cranking it, man. And uh, you know, speaking of dime, yesterday was yeah. dime's day. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, just a day to crank, crank some Pantera, and uh, hit, hit back a black tooth grin after work, man. Of course, light celebrating. Yeah, I uh, I I got out some uh, obscure stuff that I, I had at Dime Bags. Um, he did a song for the Jackie Chan movie Super Cop uh, yeah, called I I Rage. I think you can find <laughs> it on YouTube. And Dime Bags actually singing on it. Really? Yeah, Vinny's playing drums. I don't remember who's playing bass on it. Um, but I cracked that out because I actually have the CD from when I was in high school still. That's awesome. I had no idea. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely have checked that out. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I just, I just busted out some Far Beyond Driven, man. And I had to work last night, and I spent the day just cranking the Far Beyond Driven, and then went into some Trend Kill, and and uh, got me through my day, man. And then went went and did a uh, did a, a Black Tooth Grin, had a Coors Light, man. After I got off work, before I come home, called it a night, and. You know, I try to every December eighth uh, pay some kind of respect to the man. I mean, he did a lot for our community. Yeah. He did a lot. Did a lot for me personally, man. I mean, my friends and I lived by the Pantera home videos. I mean, that's same. Same. That's what we wanted to be, man. I mean, that was our that was our role models on how to go out and kick ass and take names and and uh, we didn't care about the big rock star bullshit. We just we just loved how Pantera did it, man, and. And uh, we cut our teeth on that stuff. Yeah, I remember being like 15, 16 years old and uh, getting a copy of the the Vulgar video and wearing yeah. that slap the fuck out, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man, that's back when uh, VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. It was that and um, it was one other, uh, Cliff Mall, dude. We we watched yeah. them all. Classics, classics, man. Uh, my I have lucky enough. My brother was seven years older than I was, and uh, of course, all him and his buddies were metalheads, man. So I had the privilege of seeing the coolest home videos back in the day, man. I mean, I'm I'm personally a huge Skid Row fan, and they had a Oh Say Can You Scream home video. It was that video, the Pantera, you know. All that stuff, man. The Cliff Malls. That's yeah. just what we live by, man. It was yeah. it was how to how to get it done, man. And and so when my very first band, Vivisect, was out doing it, we were young, man. But 
dude, we were hell raising just like Pantera and and the greats because that's what we looked up to, you know. Yeah, first couple of bands I was in, um, we not professional at all, drank a lot, smoked a lot. Yep. <laughs> you know, didn't show up on time for shit. You know, you're supposed to load in at a certain time. We'd be along like three hours later, like, we're ready to load in, fellas. <laughs> like, nah, nah, you were supposed to be here at six, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I had my brother pretty much manage my first band, and uh, he was he was a bit of uh, strict, but he taught us good. You know, we got good reports with the bars and the bands that we played with and stuff. But, you know, afterwards, man, it's that's when it was on for us. And, and we went up there and we we were friends with everybody that we ever played with, man. But it was take no prisoners while we were on stage, you know, and and that's something that we learned from the greats. Hey, mm-hmm. we're all buddies, but we're going to kick your ass when we go up here on the stage, man. We're going to we're taking the we're taking everybody's thoughts and memories home. You know, they're going to remember us. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the way we got it done, man. So what uh, what are you doing musically now? Um, well, I got my own thing going on, which is, you know, it's like one of those passion project kind of deals where, uh, you know, you take your sweet ass time writing shit. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's that's been ongoing since I got back into playing music again. Um, I'm in a band here in Phoenix and me and the other half of Fuzz Freaks, we got a collective thing going on that we've been working on for about the past year and i'm gonna assume that's just kind of uh sending tracks back and forth yeah yeah um actually i was i was out in his neck of the woods uh in philadelphia gosh probably about three or four weeks ago and my next to last day there uh we sat up until like four in the morning recording tracks Awesome. Awesome. That's cool that you're, you're able to go out there. I, you know, I really went for sure with the distance, you know, if you guys were able to connect like that or not. Uh, I'm from Illinois, live Tennessee. I'm back and forth, Illinois, Tennessee all the time. And, yeah. and uh, you know, got some things going on down here with some buddies of mine and stuff. Um, kind of, kind of taking a break on it, man. And hopefully after the holidays, uh, gonna get back on it but uh I mean, what what are we talking with just uh doom i mean that's what i'm assuming just so my the the aforementioned pro, uh, passion project it's like doom black metal occult kind of metal all mixed together Hell yeah Hell yeah yeah uh, man yeah it basically kind of came from noticing that uh i'm not big on organized religion and and no i'm not either and uh and I'm not also afraid of offending people with my own personal proclivities, but whatever. So I wanted to do that. And um, so I got that going on. The band I'm in here in Phoenix, uh, we're sort of like a cross between like Pentagram and Black Sabbath with like a little sprinkling of some sleep in there a little bit. I mean, just like in tone. And then like... Right. 80s slash 90s New York City uh, hardcore kind of vocals. It's a it's a different take. It's it's new. Um, oddly enough, I didn't particularly care for it when I first heard it, and then it grew on me. I'm like, well, all right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any any to me, any kind of. Um, I mean, I think I, I I look at some bands, and and it's like, especially you know, local or you know, just coming up, man. A drummer can break you. 
Um, yeah. You know, I have a good drummer. I can break a band. But then uh, in other aspects, it's a singer can break you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it, it, can, it can make or break a band for me. Um, but <clears throat> any t- I love old Sabbath sounding riffs, man. And um, I just love these. You know, there's such a an explosion of this style coming out um, of this old Sabbath um, sounded stuff. So to hear that with a take of New York hardcore vocals. Yeah. Um, I'm interested, man. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully hearing something from you guys. That's uh that sounds really interesting to me. Cause like I said, when I write, man, it, it, I Tony Iommi is, you know, kind of, kind of up. I think we all borrow mm-hmm. from Tony one way or another. And, uh, that's all right, you know, because I've heard so many good bands and, and, you know, that's really what's kind of connected us is, you know, seeing your Instagram page and just the types of guitars you use, types of amps, the mm-hmm. little videos that you guys put on there, you know, that's, that's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at musically right now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm super excited, man. I'm, uh, you guys got a name yet or, uh, for the band, uh, I don't think the other half's really going to care if I mention it. Uh, it's called Vile Crypt. Um, and our stuff, the way we would classify it is, is ultimate brown note metal. Right on, right on. Well, that's cool. I mean, we're getting geared up to be a live band that like almost never performs, if that makes any sense. Uh, <laughs> just because we're, we live on different ends of the country, sure. you know? Sure, you know, and there's always, uh, <clears throat> you know, I got uh, some buddies that kind of do the same thing, man, and, uh, you know, they'll fly in when the time's right, and they'll do what they got to do, and then they go back to their respective states, and, and that's, that. with technology and everything, how things are these days, it's, it's possible to uh, to put together something when you don't live in the same town, and you can't get into the garage every night and, and bang shit out. And, you know, so it's, it's definitely doable. Uh, so the other half of uh, Fuzz Freaks Anonymous, man, he had a gig tonight, but got canceled. But I mean, you just kind of want to yeah. let everybody know what's, what, you know, what's going on with him and, and where he's a bass player, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, his, his deal uh, is kind of similar to mine. I mean, he's got a, you know, a little bit going on here, a little bit going on there. Um, he's doing kind of like a, an avant metal thing with uh, a buddy of his. It's local. Um, his main band, they, yeah, they ha- end up having to bow out of the show tonight due to their drummer having food poisoning or a, a bug bite. One of the two. Oh man, that's horrible. He uh, got the, back from hunting yesterday too. So uh, could he got hit by deer tick or something. Oh man, that's bad news right there. Uh, oh, yeah, was, was the show. Cause I had, I had a message saying, something about weed eater were they opening for weed eater or yeah yeah they they were <laughs> man that is oh, that's that's a bummer i'm a big big weed eater fan man i i love those dudes oh yeah you, you know and it's it's always a treat to see them live because it, it it's it's the same the same tone the the same energy every time you see them yeah yeah, yeah another killer it's not like he's not going to get another chance to to open up for them again. I mean, he he actually knows Dixie. Um, 
they're they're acquaintances. I wouldn't exactly say friends, but they're acquaintances. Like he's got some stories. Good. Uh, I look forward to talking to him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I told him, you know, I'm like, hey, dude, just get the app and jump on in. But he never got back to me, so I don't know what's going on. It's all good, man. We'll get it worked out. Like I said, yeah. super pumped that you were uh, took time out, man, to do this. You know, especially with me, just you know, just kind of being new to uh, doing podcasts and 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 working out my bugs on my end, man, and giving me a chance to uh, to uh, do what I do, man. I, I super appreciate you coming on the show. And yeah, no problem, man. It's it, it's it's like I I mentioned uh, when we spoke earlier that uh, it's not often we get invited to do stuff like this, but it's 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 cool, it's humbling, and and we enjoy doing stuff like this. Yeah, right on, man. I, you know, just looking through, like I said earlier, you know, uh, a lot in common, it seems like, is, you know, musically what, what you guys got going on. And, and just to see the collection of guitars that you got that you've even sent to me since I asked you and stuff. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. that's, I love seeing it, man. I mean, I, I'm interested. I want to know. I want to know the backstories and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody out there, you know, it's, it's Fuzz Streaks Anonymous on Instagram, man. I mean, they got some killer shit going on. Uh, super happy that I followed you guys, man, because, you know, I get some enjoyment out of, out of checking out you guys' shit when you post it, man. It's super cool. Yeah. We used to post like a lot. Um, it, it's a lot of times it has bearing on finances and whether or not we put something new up. I mean, just cause you, whenever you're doing something that's content based like that, you have to put a little bit of resource into it in order to yeah. be able to get healed. Right. And, you know, we were talking over the other day, um, you know, like, yeah, how far can you stretch a $500 budget on gear? How far can you stretch like this much on 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 a feature like this or doing that? Because we don't treat it like it's a business or anything like weird like that because then it stops being fun. But we take yeah, what we're sure. doing seriously. I think you can tell just by looking at it. Yeah, it looks professional, man. I mean, the, the post that you guys do put up there it definitely does look like, and I wasn't for sure, you know, I mean, before I really started talking to you, I didn't know a whole lot about you. I just knew it was kind of two guys that were doing this, but uh, mm-hmm. I had no idea y'all lived in separate states. I figured maybe yeah. you guys played in a band together, you know, so. No, uh, just really good friends, man. Just really good friends. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, I'm super, super happy to, you know, basically have met you through through that. And, uh, man, I see, you know, if, uh future of having you guys on here and uh doing shows with me and yeah, yeah. your guys' bands man you know um hopefully i'm you know i'm kind of in the same boat as you know things are new for me as far as podcasting putting money into gear and stuff like that to uh make this thing bigger man i mean it's it's something i've always wanted to do and there's a platform for it and uh, people are into what we're into you know what's what's beautiful about like where doom and sludge and stoner metal is right now is is it's enjoying a heyday it is um i really hope that it it doesn't go out of vogue because i spent 10 years of my life trying to convince everybody during the metalcore phase that doom was going to be the next big thing and now we're in it and people are like you're right man (laughs) we should listen you know back um back in like i forget what year crowbar odd fellows rest came out but i was younger 1997 or 19 no 1999 yeah. 1999 so i you know I was, I was younger man and um 
I, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks and I just knew that there was something there and it made me dig into other bands of the genre and uh, none of my friends do like they all were like what is this garbage why is it so muddy sounding and slow and I'm like this is where it's at man I love this shit you know and uh, yeah bro crush (laughs) you know just absolutely it was my thing man and uh you know it, it took a little while and then all of a sudden people started getting on the bandwagon of the sludge and and uh then you know everything gets kind of lumped into one thing doom sludge stoner stuff like that i i put it in different categories because to me it's not the same like you know no it's it's very much different i mean the the different like subgenres of slow i mean yeah yeah, yeah. doom i mean it could could be more of like a sabbath deal or it could be more of a cough deal um every sludge I mean, you know, it could be like I Hate God where it's got like a healthy dose of punk and grind right, in it right. or like a bar where it's a little bit more emotional. Yeah, I mean, and I don't mean just more of an emotive way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I think all of it, just the tempo of being slow, you can smoke a big fat joint to all of it. And I think that's where some people lump it all in to just like kind of that stoner slow, you know, metal and stuff, man. But, um, you know, then you got bands like I Hate God out of California that kind of do do the kind of stone like sleep and do the stoner type um, or ASG or bands like that, man. You know, um, how you feel about the new High on Fire album? Are you a High on Fire fan? Oh, dude, died in the wall, man. I've been a fan of High on Fire since Surrounded by Thieves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I didn't even know that first from sleep until like two or three years later. I was a fan of them just from natural discovery. Somebody slipped me an MP3 CD that happened to have it on there. See, I, and I, I, I just, stuck. yeah, I discovered High on Fire before I did sleep. I, you know, I, uh, I didn't, didn't discover Dope Smoker until, I don't know, man, not, you know, not too awfully long ago. So I, I was a high on fire fan first, and then I became a sleep fan. And I just I I'm wearing a high on fire shirt right now. I, I, they're my they're my they're my shit, man. I jam them all the time. Mm. So, I really dig the new High on Fire album, man. Yeah, it, it, it's good, and I think that it's it's really great that they got an uh, a Grammy nomination. I seen that, man. I think that's I think it's killer. Uh, you know, you just don't get that in in this style of music very often. I mean, I think Mastodon maybe laid the way for some of this um, yeah. style to kind of start to get recognized a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say nationally because uh, I think our style is worldwide. So, but um, maybe uh, I'm not sure what words I'm looking for. Just getting noticed more by the Academy or whatever you want to say, but I, it, it's cool one way or another. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you there, man. I mean, it, it takes something like that to happen for everybody to turn their head and go, Hey, these guys are doing something. Right. Right. And it's, I mean, you know, Slipknot winning an award a couple of years ago. I'm not a Slipknot fan, but I think it was great that, you know, a band like them, they got noticed. Um, I mean, anytime a metal band actually gets an award, I get happy. Yeah. Even if I don't like it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it, it does. It just proves, you know, you see so many genres come and go and, 
all these plastic pop stars that, you know, we're here today, gone tomorrow and metal lives on, man. And we, it always will. And, uh, in whatever genre it may be, you know, so getting any kind of reckon, rec- being recognized for any of it is, is great for the whole community. Yeah. And I mean, considering that metal pretty much is a, a DIY kind of a deal, unless, you know, you, you, you got on the leg with Century Media or Nuclear Blast or something. I mean, I don't hate on anybody that's got a record deal. I wish I could, I could get a record deal. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, um, the fact that they keep it pretty DIY. Yeah. I mean, even high on fire. I mean, we follow the only social media that Matt Pike really endorses, which is his girlfriend, Alyssa. And I mean, they're, they're sourcing everything themselves. That, I mean, great, man. Um, by, by a stretch of the imagination, is that man a rich rock star? No. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, um, there's a band up and coming out of North Carolina called graves of gods. We'll give them guys a shout out. And it's Adam Cody, from wretched and they are a sludge doom band and uh okay i just shirt from him and it's all you know diy man i mean and i had to explain to my girlfriend she thought it was coming from like a company or something i'm like it's coming from his bedroom (laughs) like he had to package it yeah and send it to me she's like what i mean that's just the way you got to do it i mean luckily enough with social media and music outlets. I mean, it's so, it is a lot easier to get things out there these days than it used to be. There's not as much, there's no tape trading and things going on like there used to be. If you think about it, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's absolutely true. You know, it's, uh, it's different. You can go into Bandcamp. You can go on anybody's Bandcamp if they've got one. And I mean, it's like, I think it's kind of uh, sinister to like make it pay optional. Um, I think you should make a couple of your tracks available for people to jam out on Bandcamp and then make a, the, the entire album available. But a lot of bands, they just want the exposure. So they're like, well, hey, um, you know, pay for it if you want. I mean, yeah. we're in that yeah. day and age. You know, it's, it, I, I, it's cool. I don't personally agree with it, but I think it's cool. It is cool, man. I mean, it, it's like you said, the exposure. And um, it anymore man i mean it's down to basically you have to tour your ass off if you monolord getting um getting on relapse records and easy easy rider uh you know basically being super happy for him easy rider records being super happy for him and and uh yeah, yeah. They, they you know they pretty much brought him up man and, and exposed him and they got on that Crozier conformity tour, and I think that helped out a lot too. So, and, and you know, like Thomas is a really nice guy. Um, he's a good businessman. He's always got his both his feet firmly planted on the ground. Um, I'm I'm honored he follows us. To be to be honest, that's yeah, uh, that's awesome. But uh, we've we've had uh, separately had run-ins with with the Mono Lord guys. Um, the the other half uh, last time they were in Philly and the I. I think the one and only time I had ever seen them here in, in Arizona, I got a picture taken with the guy. That's killer, uh, man. Nice, nice fellas, though. Um, their command English is is way better than people think, too. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's good to know. I uh, I missed them on that COC tour, and and I really kicking myself about that one. But uh, well, hey, man, I, I really super appreciate you taking the time out, man, to come on here, and uh, I hope this is an ongoing deal, man. Um, it was good yeah. chatting with you, dude. Uh, things will get better on my end, 
and um and we'll be in touch man keep the fuzz freaks anonymous fucking going man we i enjoy it i know that and uh i'm sure hopefully after this man you get a few more followers and stuff out of the deal and and, oh yeah, uh, and likewise too. Uh, we'll we'll definitely we'll we'll promote this uh, this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man, a lot. I I think we've had you know talked about some good topics and stuff. And if the other half, when when he's ready, man, I'd like to have both of you on, or you know, however you want to work it out. But, oh yeah, uh, I I appreciate it a lot, man. And yeah, uh, no hopefully, anytime, man. And uh, we'll we'll be in touch, man. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, man. Hey, you have a great one. Yeah. All right. That was my interview with Fuzz Freaks Anonymous. I want to thank Fuzz Freak for coming on uh, the show and uh, being patient with some technical difficulties I had. Um, We managed to get through them, and I definitely was kind of nervous. That was my first interview I ever did, but uh, made it through it, man, and uh, things can only get better. So, uh, next episode, top 10 albums of 2018. That's the plan. Hopefully we get that done soon. Um, as always, thank you guys, man, for listening. Anybody out there that uh, does listen, it's much appreciated. And I hope that I can keep this going. I am having a blast. So, as always, this is for the sick and twisted. And come hell, come fire.